Shut up. 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 This is Pat and Cody. Now let's get grody. That catchphrase submitted by user Lord Cool Cats. Welcome back to another episode of Cody and Pat Can't Shut Up. This episode will be trying to get back into the swing of things after a long hiatus. I'm, of course, your host, Cody, and as always with me is my partner in crime, Pat. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Cody. Feels uh, good to be back. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Not too bad. Just uh, trying to get back into the swing of things. Like I said, it's it's been a long time. We'll see how this goes. I'm optimistic. Yeah, how about you? <laughs> pretty good i mean i think we'll we'll do pretty well um how long has it been like a month or two something like that yeah i mean give or take like 20 months something like that uh the league has changed quite a bit since we've been on i i guess so did i did i black out for two years (laughs) i think so i've been trying to do this for a while and you just you haven't responded so well i'm I'm, i was like congratulations on waking up from your coma i'm happy that that (laughs) happened so so yeah, uh, if you haven't listened to one of these episodes before, it's basically Pat and I talking about some league stuff, some non-league related stuff, um, and basically just making asses of ourselves. Fair to say? I mean, that's probably a little generous, but yeah, it's pretty close. It's a good description. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Uh, so usually with our show, we have a few different segments we do. The, the first segment we kind of do is... A segment called Can't Shut Up About Myself. This is where we generally talk about our player, how they're doing during the current season, you know, kind of depending on when we record the shows. And since it's been a while, probably talk about kind of the end of our career for our previous player and then talk about our new player, kind of give just a high level uh, description of what's going on. So, Pat, your former player was Doy Fieri, your current player, Christian Marciano. Why don't you tell us a little bit about them? All right, so Doi Fieri was unremarkable in just about every way other than his uh, face. But he retired after season 32, I think, Um, and then had his best season of his career in his uh, dead year. And then Marciano was a quarterback in the DSFL, won MVP, won an ultimini with Dallas, and then won... Moved up to the ISFL, he became a def- defensive tackle. Has had a pretty decent career so far, making the all-pro team last season, season 36. Um, this season, he's off to a good start so far. So hoping hoping he's a little more productive than than Doi was. Um, how about you? You've had a lot happening in here, I think, in the last seven or eight seasons, right? Yeah. Uh, so I retired uh, Gary Goodman, the linebacker, in season 34 was his last year. Uh, Philadelphia, we traded him halfway through the year, sent him to Chicago, where he happened to win an Ultimus that year. So he he rode out with some hardware. Uh, pretty good career for him. I mean, he finished, I think, like top three to five in sacks somewhere when he retired. I'm not sure where he's at now. Probably for... A little bit further down the list. Um, yeah, overall, he had, a, he, had, he had a good, solid career. I had then uh, recreated for season 35 draft. Um, many players, Barry Badman. <laughs> yeah, got to go <laughs> the complete opposite. Uh, I started off at tight end. The plan was to have him 
be the tight end for Philadelphia because we were both GMing still then. And then uh, we happened to draft a good tight end. So I swapped back to linebacker to help uh, fill a void there. And right now he's kind of just, you know, I would say fairly average career. Good number of tackles, but I don't really care so much about stats this time around. I just want to get some <laughs> wins. So that hasn't changed. I always want wins, right? You picked the wrong team if you want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't really have a choice on picking my team. <laughs> oh, what, what, I, should, I forgot to mention, when I was drafted, I was drafted by, in the DSF, I was drafted by Portland Pythons. I played a season there. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that was, <laughs> you just, you're really not a DSL fan, I feel like. Okay, so I think I was t- talking about this the other day. I think I played, what, 14, season, 14 or seasons or so altogether? And I've had two years in the DSFL. That's it. I've been yeah. immediate call-ups right away. So I really don't have an affiliation with DSFL teams. I've been on Kansas City and Portland. So, yeah. Yay for them. Woo-hoo. Well, and speaking of seasons, why don't we talk about the current season, season 37 in the ISFL. Uh, we're just going to kind of talk about current teams. with The little game's kind of common. Uh, contenders or pretenders. So I'm going to ask Pat about... Top teams from each division, and if he believes they are a contender or a pretender. You think you can do that? I think I can. I'm going to make some people angry, I feel like. but All right. Well, let's start with the our division. We'll start with the NSFC. So at the top, we have Sarasota, who are 4-0. Do you believe they are a contender or a pretender? They are a strong contender, I believe. Um, very good defense. Very good offense. Um, they beat Chicago. At home, Yellowknife on the road. Um, I, I really don't know if anyone in the league has as strong of a case as they do right now. Yeah, I, I agree with them. I think they were one of the top teams coming in. A lot of people's uh, picks had a little scare last night with uh, Colorado, but they managed to pull it out at the end. So good for them. 4-0, top team in the league right now. I don't see anything but playoffs for them. <laughs> Uh, the team they did just be yesterday, like you mentioned, Yellowknife. Uh, what do you think about them? They're three and one at the moment. I don't know. I think, I think they are a contender just by virtue of there not being a lot of strong teams in their conference. I don't think, I don't think they're as good as their record shows. I mean, their their offense is pretty lackluster um so they're gonna win with defense which you know has propelled them so far to this record but i think can i say i know that a fake contender is a pretender but (laughs) they're they're that they're just like a a weak weak contender if you will so a team that will make the playoffs probably but not not too much no you don't see them making a run yeah exactly i think um they go up against anyone in the playoffs that probably aren't going to pull it out, but I've been wrong before many times. That's true. That's absolutely true. I, yeah, I, I agree with them. They're kind of one of those one, a team that I was excited about coming into the season. Thought they could make some moves. They're they're definitely there for the next couple of years. The team they built up is like ready to roll. Like, and they, I think they'll be a contender season thirty eight, season thirty nine. Like I said, this one it's kind of a weird year, and I think I'll, I'll touch on that after after the uh, go through some other teams here. So speaking of other teams, Baltimore, same record as Yellowknife, three and one. What do you think about them? I think they're a pretender. Um, 
yeah, they have the top offense in the in the conference. Um, the top offense in terms of yards in the league. Their defense is doing really well. But I mean, two of their wins were against Colorado and Austin, who many people predicted being two of the worst teams in the league. Um, they beat Philadelphia at home. Um, Philadelphia's not really been a strong road team recent memory. Um, and then they lose to Chicago last night on the road who gave Chicago their first win of the season. I, I just think once they get more into the meat of their schedule, they're going to falter a bit here. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. It's it. I need a couple more games out of them right now. I would kind of say pretend like you said, they've kind of had a soft schedule so far, even though they've been performing and getting those wins, the first real test against Chicago, they fell. So, I, I, I kind of think pretender right now. Speaking of pretenders, how about Philadelphia at two and two? I put them honestly in the same category as I put Yellowknife. I think they're like a sort of a pseudo contender, if you will, just because like they're contending for fourth, maybe third place. Um, I don't think Berlin or Chicago is on the same level as them. I think they're better than Baltimore, but just like Illinois, I I think anyone in in this conference that makes the playoffs is just going to get rolled over by Sarasota. So pseudo contender. Yeah. So I was thinking like the, the NSFC is pretty muddled this year. There's not really lately. The last few seasons, there's been a lot of good teams where it's been, you know, getting eight, nine wins, probably not going to get you in to the playoffs. It's been really high level playing this year. Every team's kind of seemed to take a step back a little bit. So yeah. everyone's kind of, yeah. So it, like th- the three seed, I could see being an eight and eight squad and squeaking into the playoffs. And like you said, not winning, you know, their first game. And even if they do, they're probably getting beat by Sarasota in the championship. Exactly. Sarasota's, they just, they just seem, they're very well rounded. Too good. Yeah. This season. Uh for any of the one and three teams, so Berlin, Chicago, Colorado, do you see any of them as a contender or I would say of the bunch, it's hard to write off Chicago because they've been so good the last few seasons. Um they also had maybe a bit of a tough starting out schedule, but I don't definitely not Berlin or Colorado. Sorry guys. Um of the bunch Chicago, I, I would, I think the NFC is like one really good team four kind of like flop them in any order. And that's right. Right. You know, and then, then Berlin and Colorado. Um, so it's, it's going to, I think it's going to be one of those seasons where we have like a 12 and four team and then four, like nine, seven, eight and eight teams. So it's just yeah. a random like bloodbath for that second and third spot. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think Sarasota is going to finish 12, maybe 13 wins. And then between Yellow and I, Baltimore, Philly, and possibly Chicago, everyone's going to be kind of between seven and nine wins after that. So I mean, you never know. There might be a shot that a seven and nine team gets that third third spot this year. Ooh, spicy. Right, right. Uh, so let's flip over to the other conference, the ASFC. Top team right now, with, I mean, the, there's two with the three and one record. So we'll start with the top team on the list here is Orange County. So they have a they have a new GM squad in Slayton Beck. How do you think they're doing so far? Are they a pretender or a contender? 
I hate to say I think they are a pretender. Um, I know big win on the road against Honolulu, but they lost Philadelphia, who we just said is sort of a contender. Otherwise, the other two wins beat they beat up Austin. Austin's just not a good team this season, and then beat San Jose, who also is underperforming. Um, this just their start smells a lot like Philadelphia's four zero start last season, where start off hot and then just middle of the season fell apart. And I, I don't want to jinx them, but I kind of think that's what they're heading for. Yeah, I can I can kind of agree with you there. I, th- I mean, the other thing I think is with this three and one start and how the SFC is, they might have a shot. I think they could be similar to like the. And it's to see where the three seed they they get in as as a, like an eight and eight team, and yeah, they exactly. just kind of don't win anything. Um, and let's be honest, eight and eight with how people are predicting them to be would be probably a massive win for the new regime. So, oh yeah, I mean they are like they're already kind of beating prediction pre preseason predictions right now. I, I mean a lot of people had them probably finishing fifth or sixth in the division. Yeah. So um, it's one of those things that when you get a new leadership group in, they kind of purge the team, not necessarily bad players, but just they want to get their own guys in there. So they usually kind of sell off some assets. Yeah. And I think um, part of the reason, I mean, they're two and one on the road now, which kind of is the sign of a contender, but the game doesn't, really appreciate the game doesn't really let people win on the road that much so right. to you know win two out of three early kind of in my mind spells disaster for how much i've for the two years we've been here it <laughs> always just feels like you start off hot then all of a sudden the game's like mm, yeah let's, no. let's, let's let's fix that <laughs> yeah and i mean and their next their games this upcoming week are gonna be pretty tough so we'll see if you know when we check back next weekend possibly We'll see how, <laughs> see if they're still contending or not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the other team with a three and one record is New Orleans second line. Are they a contender or pretender? I'm going to attract some hate here. I think they are a big time pretender. Um, great defense. One of the best scoring defenses, if not the best scoring defense in the league. Um, great across the board on defense far outplaying their their roster on that side of the ball. I mean, their defense is not, on paper, not good. So it's a lot of, the way that they can turnovers, I think, they have some defensive touchdowns, a lot of sacks. That kind of stuff does not, that doesn't continue typically in this league. And then, which is just bad news because their offense is pretty bad. Um, I think they're bottom of the league and passing pretty low in scoring. They only scored 89 points through four games. That's it just, it just seems like if they can hold the team down with some of those lucky plays, they have a shot, but if their team's not forcing turnovers, they're kind of dead in the water. So I just think, I think they're a pretender. I don't, I don't see them. Honestly, I don't see them getting more than seven wins, even with this three and one start. Wow. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're going to be kind of they're going to be in the playoff hunt for a bit here. I kind of agree with that. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up winning these 
games with an offense that's uh, less than stellar. But like I said, you never know what the sim. You know what's going to happen. Uh, their defense is playing very well, so that might be able to keep them in there. Like I said they can force the turnovers. Maybe they get a few more wins. I think if they can get eight or nine wins, that would be a great season for them. Shot at the playoffs. So, but I yeah, like I think you said they're they're pretender. So I, I just don't see them. Don't see them winning the ultimate here. No. Uh, we have a couple teams at two and two. So we have the back to back ultimate champion Halua. What do you think about them? I think they have to still can be a contender until until they're proven not to be. Yeah, they're not looking great right now. Losing to Austin last night, shocker. Is yeah, that was that was a huge huge surprise. Losing Orange County at home, pretty 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 big surprise also. But I just think the roster is too good. The teams had such a good run the last few seasons that until they don't make the playoffs, they're always going to be a contender. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it got to be like week 10 and they're like seven and three or six and four and, you know, in first or second in the ASFC, I would, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah. I think you got to, they're a contender until they do not win. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Ultimate, so, uh, and again, the team right behind him at two and two is Arizona. This is this is a team that a lot of people like preseason. Are you are you thinking they're a contender or are you thinking they're a pretender? Kind of the same boat as Honolulu. I mean, until they're not in the playoffs, they're a playoff team in my mind. The big concern here, though, is even with the the huge offseason free agents they had signing, I mean, three of the three of the top defensive free agents in Mark Goodhead and the McTurtle brothers, their defense is horrific. They're allowing over 30 points per game. They have the most yards per game allowed in the league. Um, and not playing against like the, the cream of the crop in teams so far. So that's a bit concerning, but once again, but just like with Honolulu until they're not in the playoff hunt, they're always going to be in the playoff hunt. So I think it's just, we'll see how this next week goes. Um, they got a tough, tough slate of games coming up here, but the game loves Arizona. <laughs> so it's hard to picture them not just being there at the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, the, te- the four teams that we just listed there who are at the, in the top half of the ASFC, I would, I would say Arizona, I would lock in as a, a playoff team, if they can kind of get their defense fixed, then I would bump them up to contender for sure. Um, out of all the teams, the top teams in each division, it's it's like one of those muddled years, like I was talking about earlier, where there's not really, outside of Sarasota, and I would, I would still put Honolulu in there. I would say Arizona would be probably right there with Yellowknife, maybe a little bit above them where they can make a good run, but it's just hard to see right now. It's very hard to see. It's yeah, early, and, I know. <laughs> and the first four weeks is always just like the most random part of the season. It always yep. feels like once you hit once you hit about that six week six through week twelve is really where the good teams play good. Yeah, if you, you will see that separation a, a bit. Yeah, and the haves and have nots, um, and we can run through these. You know, the bottom three teams similar to NSFC. We have three teams at one and three right now. So you've got San Jose, Austin, and New York. Any contenders in that one, they could see make a run. The only one that is 
even conceivable to me would be San Jose just because their offense it puts up points. Um, unfortunately, their defense gives up points. So yeah. they're and they have a rookie quarterback, which in recent seasons hasn't really meant what it did before. Um, so I don't know if I hold that against them as much, but they're that defense is not not scary like it once was. So I don't know if they, I feel like they're probably sniffing that fourth seed maybe um, in Austin and New York. Sorry, fellas, <laughs> just not, not your season. Yeah. I mean, uh, Austin and New York are similar to Berlin and Colorado where everyone at the preseason had them sixth or seventh in their, in the preseason picks. Yeah. Um, like you said, San Jose out of those three. Yeah, you know, they could possibly make a run. And with this division, I don't, you know, you know could a 79 team get the three seed? Probably not in this one, just because of like Orange County, New Orleans start. I think they could easily get five more wins. So San Jose is really going to have to make a run, which they could against, you know, New York and Austin and even Orange County, New Orleans. Like you said, those teams are kind of. Have they had sim luck to start or they're the real deal? I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, the one thing against San Jose right now is their next five has their road slate in the next five is kind of murderous. So they have Yellowknife on the road in week five, week seven, they play against New Orleans on the road. And then week nine, they play against Sarasota on the road. So it's just like, and then they have Austin and Berlin sandwiched in between those three. But man, that's you, 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 oh, and three in that road slate season yeah. might be over already. And also yeah. it's, it's pretty easy to see them losing all three of those road games. Right. Like the only one I think they might have a chance against is New Orleans. So it's like, if they could, if they can beat New Orleans on the road and get those wins against Austin and Berlin seasons still look pretty, you know, they'd be four and five. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. That's. <laughs> They can still still have a chance at it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like I said, it's early. It's kind of those things where not really sure where teams are at. I would say outside of Sarasota, it's the only team that's pretty definite right now. Uh, Honolulu, Arizona, probably the top picks, even though Orange County, New Orleans are above them right now in the standings. Doesn't always parlay into playoff success. So. Yeah, and I swear the season thirty-five with. Sarasota missing the playoffs just seems to have been like the worst thing for the league because <laughs> they've just come back so mad that <laughs> they've just been steamrolling people. So I don't know. We'll see. Sarasota just, if you're across the entire league, they're the definite number one team. And then absolutely, it's kind of just like five, six teams below them are like, I don't know. Sure. Right. Yeah. I, I would definitely, I would totally agree with that hundred percent. So why don't we move on to a, another segment? So this segment we like to call the Top 5. Top 5! Top 5! So with the Top 5, we generally get uh, submissions from users in the league. We do a league-related Top 5 and a non-league-related Top 5. Um, so this, this week we'll start with the uh, league-related Top 5. This was submitted by user Zon. Um, his top five was listing the top five players from the season 25 draft. Some people say it's up there as one of the best classes in the history of the ISFL. It's 
usually people debate between season 25 and season 22 as the best classes. So we have to note that Pat and I were both season 25 players. That was our first season in the league. So Pat, what, what's your take on this? It's tough. First of all, like I said, it was a big draft. It's the second largest draft, I think in league history, right behind season 22. Um, and being our draft class, we've gotten to know a lot of these users pretty well. Um, so the whole separating the user from the player part is kind of fun. Right. I Sorry, I and should just, have prefaced that his thing specifically said on the field. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, so I on the field, um, which, you know, as we were looking through researching this, kind of forget how many good players actually came out of this draft. So, yeah, it's and right now, you know, none of them haven't really it's everyone's just kind of retiring the last two or three seasons for the people who have stuck around. Um, so haven't really had any Hall of Fame mentions right now, but there's definitely a few players in here that are Hall of Fame bound, I believe. <laughs> oh, for sure. So generally when we do this, for people who haven't listened, we start at number five and then we go up to one. Um, this one, I will preface that it's a little bit different. Um, Pat and I had a couple disagreements. Normally we make our own list, but with something like this, we kind of talked about beforehand because we didn't want to have the same list, basically. Yeah. Um, so, Pat, who did, who did you have in your five spot? So, number five, I have the offensive lineman for the New Orleans second line, Adam Malott. So, I know offensive line probably is not seen as a, a, a cool, flashy position to be best at, but... He won two, I think three, um, Offensive Lineman of the Year awards when those were still a thing. Made the All-Pro team two or three times. I think, not sure I'm a research, but I'm pretty sure he retired like top 10, if not better, for pancakes for human offensive linemen. So I just think he's a standout in a position without a lot of standouts. So he gets, he makes a list for me. How about for you? Who was on, who was your number five? So my number five, I had linebacker from Arizona, Legazi Perfect. Good, so good choice. Th- yeah, this that season twenty five had a lot of good linebackers. Um, I think he's one of the best of the best. He, right now, he's top five in sacks. He's top twenty five in defensive tackles lost. He's just just under a thousand career tackles. He's at nine hundred ninety eight as of right now. Uh, he's second enforced fumbles which is just an insane number to be uh i think he really really bolstered that uh, arizona defense for a long time during their playoff run after playoff run and i think he's definitely one of the best of the best from the season 25 class i don't think hall of fame bound but definitely definitely an all-time player And then if you want me to go, I'll go at four. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you uh, give me, keep going there. So four is going to be kind of a weird one. Um, so at four, I picked Goat Tank. So Goat Tank started off as a defensive tackle and then swapped to running back. And when they swapped running back, they just went bonkers. So I had to look into a little bit because I just wasn't sure. I knew they were good, but I wasn't sure what their stats were. So they swapped to running back in season 29. They played what season twenty nine to season thirty six. They were running backs. So. 
what nine seasons, eight seasons at running eight back. Seasons, yep. <laughs> and so they finished up top five in touchdowns, <laughs> top seven in rushing yards. I mean, they almost finished with twelve thousand yards, which is an insane for only playing eight seasons. And I mean, granted, the first three years was on OCO, where OCO was kind of in that phase where they were coming down and kind of going into a rebuild. And they swapped to Berlin during their really good years where they were a legitimate ultimate contender. Put up a ton of touchdowns. Uh, last couple of years, not as great, but still just an insane insane run for a, a pretty short running back <laughs> career. I, I guess I didn't realize, A, that he was running back for eight seasons. Uh, I, I, I thought I, he was giving the lineman for longer than that. That's and what I also, too. I didn't realize his volume stats were that good. So now I'm feeling like, <laughs> Maybe he should have been in my top five. Yeah, but, I mean that, that's why you know we, we talked a little bit beforehand, kind of looked into it. Who who did you have your four? So this is my this might be a bit of a homer pick, but I put Jake Fenkick in there for my number four. So started out as a kicker slash punter, played there for six seasons for Philadelphia, then his final three seasons. So only he he played a bit of a shorter career, um, but his final three seasons in the league, he was a wide receiver and was arguably one of the top three receivers in the league for those three seasons. Um, had over 300 catches, close to 5,000 yards, and over 30 touchdowns in three seasons as a receiver. As a kicker, he actually... I did not know this until I re- until I looked it up. He actually is the only kicker in league history with like a certain amount of kicks that has never missed a field goal under, 20, under 30 yards, which is kind of oh, wow. interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. And then, you know, he was career 89% field goal kicker, so he was top 25 in that. He was 31st in field goals made. Um, he also won a kicker of the year, a punter of the year, wide receiver of the year, and I think was close in voting on returner of the year. So he was, you know, in only nine seasons to win three awards for three different positions essentially is pretty pretty neat um yeah it's one of those ones where it's like if he had stayed kicker you know could he have a hall of fame it's kind of those ones ones where it's just an oddball it's great on both ends but does it kind of hurt his overall legacy (laughs) yeah and kind of the funny thing looking at his year-by-year stats um his first four seasons in the league he kicked above 90 percent every single year and then it was actually his final year as kicker, which I think maybe dovetailed and not dovetailed with, but made him a little more accepting of changed positions. Uh, his final season as a kicker, he was not good. The game did not like him. He only kicked 73%. So I think for him, it was maybe felt more rewarding to, to swap then and light it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, shorter career. Probably not Hall of Fame bound just because Hall of Fame does not like guys who don't play long careers at one spot. Um, but still, three awards for three different things is pretty cool. Um, how about you? Who does, who's number four on your list? So I, I already did my number four because I had Go Tank. We just talked about that. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, Gazzy. That's all right. Doing the, doing the, the move around here kind of threw me off. So Right. Yeah, it's, it's different how we normally do it. Um, so we had a discussion beforehand, like I said, we don't want to step on each other's toes and say the same thing. So 
At number three, speaking of good wide receivers, we had Mark Walker from the Yellow Knife. So when we're talking about Mark Walker, one of the best of the best wide receivers, super Mr. Consistent, I would like to call him. He was a stalwart in the Yellowknife offense for years. And like we had talked about before, basically the number two wide receiver for the majority of his career. Yeah, he played, He, I mean, second fiddle, if you will, to Kai Sakura for the majority of his career. And God, he had what, eight, nine straight thousand yard seasons. Um, top five, finished, retired top five in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns for a receiver. Um, so Insane. Yeah, I think that Yellowknife passing attack for that decade, two of the best wide receivers ever played the game or be in the league on the same field at the same time, which just is nuts. Probably why they were Yellowknife was consistently good. so good. Yeah, uh, I think, what, two, two Ultimus championships he would have won. I don't recall him receiving any awards. He won uh, wide receiver year, year at least once. Okay. And was a um, unanimous all pro twice, I want to say. Um, so, but a Hall of Famer? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you can. I don't know how you can look at the stats you put up and not put him a Hall of Fame. Yeah. I know awards are, are great, but. You can't put a guy who. The only reason he didn't want awards is because <laughs> Kai Sakura and William Lim, arguably, yeah, arguably, you know, two and three or one and two best receivers in history of the league, played at the same time as he like pretty much had the same career he did. Yeah, time wise, if, if so, he had been number one wide receiver, you know, I don't know how much it would have increased that, but would definitely have a bit better numbers. Yeah, but, which is crazy to think better numbers than that. I mean, right? Just insane career. One of the best of the best, and our top three in season twenty five players. <laughs> so to beat that, I mean, that's that's a tall order. Who do, who do you think is above Mark Walker when it comes to season twenty five players? <laughs> I think Rich Triplett is my number two. That that was our number two. Um, Long career is going for the full. 14 seasons as a player has the passes defended record he broke it. I mean, broke it a couple seasons ago. So now he's just adding to it, holds a single season record for passes defended number of pro bowls. He's never, I don't think he's actually ever won a single season award, um, but he's been an all pro a number of times. Um, but just, I don't know. In my mind, if you have a record holder at a, <laughs> pretty at a at a for a record that for the longest time people thought was unbreakable i mean yeah Dermot lavelle's pd record was just like untouchable for the longest time so for him to for him to break that was a pretty pretty cool thing and i just think you know that's you can't turn that away no i mean he was definitely one of the best of the best uh, in the league at cornerback for a while and definitely the top cornerback in the season 25 class. So, uh, yeah, I like we talked before. Second best player from this class. I don't think there's much argument there. Um, and then we were pretty quick on agreement with our number one. 
because we kind of went from first to where we started one and went backwards in there. And we were both right away. Number one, Chuck Roth. Yep. Dead stop. <laughs> yep. And I know you might look at his overall volume stats and be like, well, the guy wasn't like top 10 in anything. And that's true. Defensive tackles since season 27, since we made the switch in the engine have had their numbers changed a lot since the old version of the game um, or older version of the game. And he still hasn't missed a beat. He was just the best. I mean, you could argue. And I mean, the voters agreed because he won five defensive tackles in a row, I think. Yeah, he was five in a row for defense tackle of the year or four in a row. And one was interrupted somewhere. Um, but for five, six, seven seasons, he was the best player at his position. Bar none. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close. So we had talked about, so touching that Chuck, Chuck Roth, number one, no doubt. Um, we were talking about some other people for perhaps top five. And I think these are kind of some honorable mentions. So speaking of D tackle, I, we kind of talked about hockey town K Wood a little bit where he was probably the second best D tackle behind Chuck Roth for all those years. Yeah. I, he... I think he just, just on the outside of top five, but like you said, top five, the season 25 class is just very, very good. Yeah. And I think people might again, argue against him because the stats don't look all that great on like when you compare it holistically, but he was for a good four or five seasons there. easily the second best. Defensive tackle in the league. He just happened to be playing with Chuck Roth. Right. So hard to hard to climb that mountain. Yeah. I, some other ones we had talked about were, you know, like Albert Rushman, another longtime player. Didn't, you know, I would say perhaps on the edge of top 10 in the class just from longevity, but kind of one of those ones where the stats weren't there, but has overall been a very, very good player. Um, yep. Tex Rex, solid for Philadelphia on the D-line for a long time. Another one where the numbers weren't great, but good player. Uh, we had talked about Peter Patterson a little bit, cornerback from Sarasota. Won a couple Ultimus championships there. There's just a lot of good, good, solid players. Yeah, and you know what? And I know you didn't mention him, but I'm just going to say Gary Goodman could be in the discussion for top of the class. I mean, especially I would say top 10 handily just only yeah. made like two pro bowls and never won an award, but retired. I think he was, I think Goodwin was third most sacks all time when he retired. So yeah, I think I was third or fourth. So like I mentioned before, that was my player. Uh, yeah. One of those ones where it's kind of linebacking in the league between like seasons, like, 28 and like season 34 was just insane. Like just a crazy golden age of linebackers in that yeah. one. So yeah, I, yeah, I would think I, I, you know, and I don't want to speak for myself, but I would think most people would put him around 10 ish for players from the season 25 class. Yeah. And I think being top 10 in a class that was that big is very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think there was, what, almost like 120 people in that class or something like that. Yeah, I know that we were 70 or 80 made it to the ISFL, so 
pretty yeah. Good. Pretty yeah, large class. Solid. And so class like this, um, one of the recent classes that's kind of got in comparison to that season thirty six class, kind of had people were saying similar vibes to season twenty five, where it seems like there's a lot of good users. Going to be the new paced league. So you know what? Let me make a note in. A year or so, we talk about the season thirty-six class and see where, <laughs> kind of where they're sitting at. Yeah, that they'll be through the bulk of their career by that point. So yeah, I would say you know once we hit season forty-four, forty-five, kind of have a good idea of where <laughs> where yeah, everyone you stands. See, you, you can see the trends there, right? Absolutely. So that was our league-related top five. So thanks again to uh, Zound for that one. Um, then we do a, a non-league related top five. So this one was submitted by user DreamSlot, and his was simply just top five video games. So kind of just talk about your top five video games of all time. You don't have to get too in-depth if you don't want to, but Pat, what would you say your top five video games of all time? So when we were doing the pre-episode discussion, I told you that I think some are going to throw you off. Um, I, I, think I, can, I think I know you're number one. <laughs> Yeah, I think probably number one. Um, and just for new listeners, um, Cody and I have known each other for over 20 years. So we have a general idea of likes and dislikes. So when I say throw you off, just that that's why. I think he'd be surprised because he knows a lot about the kind of games I like to play. Um, so at number five, I actually put Super Smash Brothers Melee for GameCube. Oh. Um, we played this for years. We played this even when we were out of college and it was not a current game. We would go home on break and play this with our friends just as a little like lunch fun thing to do. Um, so that one is just the memories associated with it. Also, I think people still play this competitively. So it's just a... Yeah, a- I think... I don't know if it's been replaced by Ultimate, the newest one. But I know, like, it continued to be used, like, over Brawl, I think, at, like, Evo and stuff like that as the de facto Smash Brothers. It's just, it's it's such a fun game. And honestly, the GameCube controller, I think, was perfect for the game, too. It just made everything so kind of seamless with the C-stick and all that. Yeah, I agree. And the jump from the first one to the second one. Like, that, I remember that was, like, the first time where I was really, like, blown away by, like, graphics in the game. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah, yeah, so that, that, I love that game. That's my number five. Um, number four, I have Final Fantasy Tactics for the PlayStation One. Just, I won't go too much into detail, but great setting, great story. The gameplay is fun and immersive. It's a turn-based. Um, I think they're called CRT, is what they call it now. Type <sighs> of game, or CRP, CRPG, something like that. Um, so if you, it's hard to find. Um, you can't even buy it on Steam, I don't think. And I don't even know if you can download it on PlayStation Plus or anything. But if you can find it and you like RPGs, I highly recommend it. That that was one of the games I had that I w- was going to believe was in your top five. Um, I played it a little bit on my end. I've gotten through a decent chunk of it, but I just never, I've never finished finished the whole game. <laughs> and I know you love that game. I, I knew that was going to be your top five. <laughs> Yeah, that one should have been a should have been easy for you. Number three. So I'll preface number three by saying I'm not saying this is a fantastic game, 
but to me it's really special and that is call of duty black ops so up until black ops came out i was not really an online shooter player i'm still not really but this was a game where uh, my brother and i played a lot we kind of connected over this game like because we never really played video games as much as adults until this one you and i played a lot we had a a pretty pretty decent sized friend group of probably like 10 or 12 people that we played like every day with almost i feel like yeah. um and just very nostalgic for get home from work throw on the ps3 and headset and just play some games for a little while and then play at night um it was just like i said i don't think it's even the best call of duty game in a lot of ways but to me it just it, it means so much i had to put it emotionally if you will it meant a lot to me so i need to put it on the list that's fair and that's kind of like i was just thinking that was one of the first ones where we met some random online people and played with them and kind of cultivated those online relationships with people, which yeah. I think kind of led into, and we had talked about it when first signed up with uh, the SFL. It's kind of like, oh, this is kind of like our old Call of Duty forum that we're on. This is, it'd be fun to get back into that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I think, I think this helped make getting ingrained with the league a little easier because we were not, you know, it didn't feel weird to know people from online. Because in a lot of ways, because of playing these games. Right, exactly. Number two was really tough because I just wanted to pick an entire franchise. Um, so I picked Pokemon Crystal, but I might, oh man, that's tough. It's just Pokemon in general. You could slot almost any, any game in there. Um, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, Crystal, Emerald, you know, Red, Blue. Um, but I remember Pokemon Crystal was probably the first, the first game I ever really just got like completely obsessed with and just like played through so many times. It was, you know, at some point had actually had two Game Boy Colors with a link cable and was like breeding pokemon in one and sending it to a new playthrough and just like it was i had such a blast with that game but just pokemon in general was really a, a big part of my life as a kid um so i had to put one of them on here and i i, I didn't i didn't know which one because they all meant they're all great right. at least that like the first four generations were all really strong um so i just up a crystal just because it was a great a great second one or the like the the special the, edition the definitive yeah like the definitive version yeah and my top game um you said before you you know what this is gonna be yep um and it's world of warcraft i know people laugh or whatever because of someone that used to play on and off but i've played world of warcraft on and off since 2006 um was really into it in college and for a few years after college um made made a lot of friends kind of like you were talking about with call of duty and you know our old online forum um i've made a lot of a lot of really good friendships through world of warcraft um a couple of them actually came to my wedding <laughs> so um so it's just it, it holds a place a dear place in my heart 
don't play it anymore. Um, just kind of, you know, lost the time and desire to, but it's still probably when you play a game for that many years yeah. on and off and just make that many connections through it. It's always going to be number one for me. I like, I knew that was going to be number one. And it, it honestly still shocks me that the game's still going. It's like, it's nuts. I know the player base is way, way down from what it was at its peak, but it's, it's still got like, I mean, millions of subscribers that play yeah. it. I think it's still six or seven million. So it's insane. I think it peaked at what, like twenty something million or something like that. I think in the U.S., I think twelve was its biggest, and okay. then it kind of went down from there. But still, still I mean, that's a that's a ton of a lot of people. Yeah. All right. So I took a while there with mine. That's all right. Um, that's that's what this is for. So uh, my top five video games. Like I said before, we talk about it's, it's really hard to kind of pick one because there's some franchises that you really love. And it's hard to really nail down one. So number five, like you, I, I put Pokemon, I put uh, gold and silver. Um, that was just one of the best games in the series. I think a lot of people have that as their top game in the series. Mm-hmm. Like after you beat the initial game and then, then you get to go back to red and blue and go back to Kanto after, you know, I was, well, well how old were we when I came out? Like 11, 12 when that came out, gold, silver. Yeah, I think so. 11 or 12. Yeah. Something like that. It was just like, oh my God, like this is amazing. And like I said, it was really hard to pick one game from that series. I played every single one. Um, I still get the new ones. I, I, I'm not as into it, obviously, but I still enjoy playing them and seeing the new Pokemon and everything like that. Just some for nostalgia kicks in. And it's just, it was a really big part of my life for years. And I love the games, even if they're simplistic. But I've made a lot of friends over Pokemon and there's a lot of people in the league that love Pokemon. It's it's just great. You can see it from all the Poker Two bots and all the channels. Yeah, every every server has one. So number four, and I thought you were going here on number four with your list. So I put Final Fantasy Seven. I thought this was gonna be in yours, but I know I think I don't know if Final Fantasy Seven is your favorite Final Fantasy out of like the main line games. It probably is but it just I, I think i played it so much as a kid that it's like one of those kind of tired of it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i seriously played that game like i think i beat it eight times oh, as a teenager like i just i loved it so much but this is your talking so, so you... <laughs> that's okay i mean i i want it's over discussion the only reason i really put up this was probably like the first game i really remember being like blown away like, I know I said earlier about the graphics with Melee, but this was the first one where it's like, really had, like, cut scenes and stuff like that, and a really in-depth story and music. Like, I, the first time I played it, I think I was 12. I didn't play it right when it came out. It was a couple years later, and I want to say I played it in, like, 2000. And it was just like, oh, my God, like, this is <laughs> insane. I've never seen a game like this. The story is just amazing. Characters are great. That, that was the first time where it was kind of like, wow, like this is what games can be. <laughs> that first, the first intro cutscene with like the train and the the overshot of Midgard and all that. I mean, yeah, seeing that in the late '90s was just like, wow, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just nuts. So I, I definitely put put that in there. Um, number three, this is kind of similar with you. With it's probably not the best game ever, but it means a lot to me. And that would be Call of Troops 2K8. <laughs> so this is a game that I just happened to stumble upon. I bought on a whim. 
way back in like 2007 and didn't really play it that much, but kind of played a little bit, didn't think much of it. And then this is a big game that Pat and I play. We also in one year, we just busted out and started playing it and we fell in love with this game. It has like the best, one of the best legacy franchise modes ever. And we still to this day play it every year. So our tradition is to go to one of each other's houses for the first weekend of March Madness in March. So we generally have a TV off to the side with games on, and then we boot this guy up and play the crap out of it. It's literally like, what, do you, what would you say, like 70 hours of just college basketball. Yeah, I, I mean, I <laughs> I can't believe I didn't put this on my list. It, it's And I mentioned emotional or nostalgic draw of games. That might be that might be the biggest one. I mean, yeah, we, it, it, we are we're grown ass men <laughs> with with wives, and you have a family, and well, like, you have a family. I mean, I don't have kids. Sorry, <laughs> wives, kids, you know, full time jobs, and we still get together and play a fifteen year old game. <laughs> yeah, we were, so, like, I remember we trying to like find a way. It's like, is there any way we can do this like online and like do this like and play each other but it's you know and now we're kind of getting excited because it seems like developers might be able to go back and make college basketball games again i know they're starting with college football so it's like it's kind of gave us some hope that hey maybe we'll get an updated version of college basketball and hopefully it's kind of along the same lines of the game we love yeah that that is like i said probably probably the best legacy mode of any game but just yeah. between recruiting and building your team and all that it was it was so fun and the progression system like getting a better team and everything just man i'm I can't believe i left that one off the list so i was kind of well and i'll say just i'm not gonna get too much into it but it was kind of this one and similar to with like older madden games where we played a lot of those too and like madden college football where we play a ton of that but i think this game beat those games even though i love playing those old madden college football games this this was the yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it oh eight? Was it Madden oh eight or oh nine that we? Uh we played a lot of both. We played a lot of oh eight and oh nine. We played a lot of that, and even in, I mean, in the in the twenty tens, we played a ton of Madden. I mean, we would play together, and then we play online a lot. So yeah. that's another franchise. I don't think any of those games are spectacular, but that's a franchise that I really like. Yeah. Exactly. So number two, I went back to the old RPG well. So if I said I'm going back to the RPG well at uh, Two. What do you think I'd have as my number two video game of all time for an RPG I love? I would. Hmm. I can think of three. I'm gonna guess Chrono Trigger. I almost put that on there. It just missed out. It's not my number two. Then my other guess would be Final Fantasy VI. Nope. Dang! All right, is it is it a Zelda game? Nope it's a, it's RPG. Earth, Earthbound. Oh, wait, <laughs> Super Mario RPG. <laughs> no, man, you're, I'm trying to think of all as, soon as, as soon as I say it, you're gonna be like, oh my god. Which one? Breath of Fire Three. Oh god. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. You know I love this game. It's one of those ones. Not the best game in the world, but like you, it's super nostalgic for me. I played this game. I've probably beaten it like eight or nine times. 
like you with Final Fantasy VII. I just, I love this game. I don't know what it is. There's something about the art style. It's like hand-drawn sprites. It just really brings me back to being 10, 11 years old, playing this during the summer. And I just love it. I love the characters. If you're not familiar with Breath of Fire series, it's by Capcom. It's You always start off as a character named Ryu. You can turn into a dragon. It's pretty formulaic for RPGs, but for some reason, I just, I love the cast of characters. I love the graphics. It just is one of my games. And you've played this game before. Oh, yeah. Yep. The, I will say for any RPG I've ever played, the when you go across the well spoilers if you haven't played if you plan on playing this game and played it mute for the next 20 seconds <laughs> um but the game's like 20 years old so if you haven't played by now then that's kind of on you um when you go across the ski for the first time was like the first and possibly only time in an rpg where i was like oh this is like what what is what's over there like i was so excited to go over that i wish i wish they would have maybe spent more time yeah. in that part that that story arc and developed it more but um going there and crossing the sea and mm-hmm. going to station miria was yeah such a cool like mind-blowing experience the first time it's so, one of those games where it kept me wanting more and like it just seemed to like i love the game altogether, but it seemed to fall short in some areas and it has its, you know, it has its faults. Mini games are terrible in that a lot of them. Yeah, the, the the master system is something I love, and I wish more, more games game. would have yeah. had something yeah, like that. The dragon transformation system's fun, but that was the first game I really remember. There was like, like there's like a time skip, like you said, no spoilers, but there's a time skip in the middle that blew me away. Where it's like, oh my god, there's a time skip in the middle of this game. I, I hadn't really seen that ever. Yeah. In a game. So yeah, I, I love that game. Uh, and for my number one, you were you were on uh, your kind of lines. My number one, so I love the Zelda series. I played, I think, almost every single Zelda game outside of a few oddball ones. Um, I put Breath of the Wild the Switch. I was there, but that one, and then like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. I, I love those games and Link's Awakening. But I put Breath of the Wild. That was the first time in a long time I remember booting up that game where I was like just blown away just even from the, like the first like 10 minutes of the game like going out you can see the entire scape of hyrule and you can just do whatever after that after the initial little tutorial thing you can go whatever do whatever if you're feeling up to it you can go right away to the final boss and try to beat the boss there's millions of side quests it's a beautiful land i i'm so excited for the sequel it keeps getting delayed a little bit but it should be out next year and i i cannot wait <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the one game you've told me multiple, multiple times that I need to get a Switch and play. Um, Absolutely, you would like, you would love it. Yeah, it's, it's been. It's I think it's it's got to be regarded as one of the best like games come out in the last decade. Right? Yeah, I think people have it as one of their best games of all time. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they took the last forty years of games, and if it wasn't in the top ten, I would be I would be kind of shocked. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get like into honorable mentions too much. There was a few games like like Chrono Trigger was close to there being in there. Um, there's some old Super Nintendo games I I played a ton that I love, but it, not really like my top games of all time. Like Super Punch Out, I played that a ton. <laughs> love that one. Golden Eye was like another video game where it's like I played a ton. <laughs> um, is there any like quickly? Is there just, like any like recent games like the last like five six years that you've really enjoyed? <laughs> Recently, um, 
see, I haven't really, I've been kind of falling out playing like more console games recently. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, I think Dragon Age Inquisition came out within the last five years. Um, and that was one that I bought it. I played for like a couple hours when I first got it and didn't really enjoy it. And then picked it up like a year later. And I've, I mean, I've just played so much of that game now. Right. Um, so I mean, probably would, would be one of them, but I, I just, I don't have any of the new systems besides PS4. Um, I really just don't, I don't play as much video games as I used to. I like I, I was like you like there was a good chunk there where like I really didn't play a lot of games like I kind of got back into it lately like I I really enjoyed it I, play, I just played God of War like the 2018 one that one I really really liked and then I also played Hades last year which was crazy good so that Hades is like a rogue kind of style game a lot of fun I would recommend that for people if they are looking for a fun game to play so yeah. Like, you can tell we're older. We, a lot of those games were released between, like, 1997 and 2010. Yeah, all these, <laughs> all these Zoomers on the on the site are going to be making fun of us now. Oh, everyone makes fun of us anyway, so what else is new? That's no, fair. So, yeah, those are our video games, and I think, you know, we should move on to another segment. So this segment we call Mailbag, and this is where we just get questions from users in the league. It can be any question. We try to do like a league, non-league related one, like we do our top five. But um, this one we decided to do a podcast on short notice. We didn't really get a, a lot of questions, but Pat, you usually go through these and kind of pick out which ones you like. So what were your take on this one? So this week we just, first of all, like you said, short notice, we didn't get a whole lot of suggestions, um, but also we are running a little long. Uh, first time back, we're a little, a little rusty, so we're talking a bit longer here. So just picked one question for this episode back. Uh, this one came from user DreamSloth, I believe. And the question is, if The Sim incorporated an improved graphics engine, which video game would you prefer to emulate? And why is it Tecmo Super Bowl? So... We can leave the Tecmo Super Bowl part, Tecmo Super Bowl part out. Obviously. Can we though? If, I mean, that's up to you. That's well, I just I, I'm not going to obviously go with that, but I remember that brought back Tecmo Super Bowl. I forgot about that game. I love, love that game, especially if you're Bo Jackson. Or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah Bo, Bo Jackson. Jackson right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But sorry, go ahead. Nope, you go. Nope, you go first. But what uh, what game would you want it to be like? Well, it's kind of those ones where, you know, I I don't I don't think you want it to be top of the line you know, current graphics and everything like that. I think you want something kind of in the middle. I'd almost want to go back to like mid two thousands, Madden college football, that kind of good, decent graphics, but you know, it's really just about the gameplay. Um, yeah. But I mean, I guess it's just asking just which graphics engine is not asking gameplay wise. So I, I would, I would say that one though, where it's not, you know, I think the players look good. I think that's all we really need. I mean, right now we're dots. So any, anything where you yeah. actually get a player model is an improvement. Exactly. So, so what, what about you? So I would decide to go a little wackier with this and I went with NFL blitz. I was thinking that I just think it, so with the caveat NFL blitz, if we could incorporate like some of the funnier player renders, like, 
if we could have Doy Fury's head, for instance, on a player or put burn burn to bra, like just have a random yeah. bratwurst yeah. head, like just midway. That was a mid, yeah, that was, that was a midway game. Um, yeah. Midway was always known for just kind of being weird, putting wacky. funny, funny stuff in their games. And it would just be so fun. Like just put a goose head on a player and have them run the ball. Like, I think that would be a great one to watch. I, I've, I've got it. I've got it. Great graphics engine where we could use weird random renders like that. Backyard football. Oh, that'd be fun. And actually, I mean, it would actually kind of work with, you know, obviously it'd have to, the, if it was the, the engine wouldn't work well for it, but the graphic style <laughs> where you get kind of that hand, you know, cartoony look, I think that would work well. Cause if, if you're just like a regular player render, you can give them, you know, just the cartoony head. Yeah. But for those weird random ones, like you said, like Vertebrat or like, you know, Kale's, <laughs> you know, like the McTurtles and stuff like that, where you'd have like turtle heads. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun <laughs> to do stuff like that. It'd be great. I mean, even if we could put stuff like that in the current engine, it'd be kind of funny to see. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I would just love to see the random renders for that. So yeah, yeah I mean, it is... yeah, that's so like I said, we run a little bit long. So mailbag usually do a few more than that. So we'll, we'll try to post up a little bit earlier for our next episode and get a few more questions and stuff like that. And, you can put it in the post on the forum or you can DM Pat and I, we might ping people in ISFL chat just to kind of get a broad number of suggestions. So yeah, I appreciate everyone's submissions and we'll uh, hit you guys up for more. Um, so uh, kind of some other segments we do sometimes is uh, we do something we like to call game time where we play <laughs> a random game. Uh, we try to keep it league related. So we've done some in the past to, I don't know, Middling success, like they were fun. <laughs> yeah, depending on what the depending what the game is, but yeah. we've had some we've had some good ones, some yeah. memorable ones, if you will. So you know, uh, people always say that Pat and I are each other's multis because we're like best friends and we kind of think similar. So I want to see how similar we think. So I like the game called "What Am I Thinking." So this game. Pat and I, we're going to try to keep this league related. We're going to think of some type of word that has to do with the league. It could be a team, it could be a user, it could be some of the, the engine, whatever it is. So we're going to count down from three, and we're going to say those words at the exact same time. And then we want to try to think of the same word after that. So for instance, if we were to say like blue and beach, we might say the next time we might say ocean at the same time. So I hope that makes sense. So Pat and I practiced a little beforehand, so and it, it didn't go great. So I'm hoping this makes for some entertaining podcasting. Laugh at us is basically what we're saying. You laugh at us. Okay. So we're going to count over three. We're just going to say a word, and then we're going to take those words and try to think of the exact same word, or at least right. very close. So, okay. All right. You ready? Yes. All right. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Moose. Casino. Moosey and Casino. Huh. Moosey okay. and Casino. Hmm. Okay. All right. I think I've got one. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Rich. Silverback. Oh. <laughs> Rich hmm. Silverback. 
Rich Silverback. I gotta think. It sounds that sounds more like a like a villain from a James Bond. Movie. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Rich Silverback. Oh man. All right. Okay. You ready? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, three, two, one. Stag. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well. Yours makes more sense than uh, yeah. I well, that may, might just go simple. So Stag in New York. This is tough. <sighs> okay. That's that. All right. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. H-O. Player. H O and player. Hmm. Okay. I think. I think I've got. I think I've got one. Are you you good? H O and player. I've got okay. one. I've got one in my head. <laughs> I I don't, but we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Three, two, one. Dexter Sutherland. What? Oh, okay. You were going actual player. I was going abroad. Okay. What did you say? Manager. Manager. Like, okay, like, so we've got manager and Dexter Zaylin. Okay. All right, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Laser. Laser. Oh my god, yes. that's like 19. <laughs> I mean, <Ooh>. yeah. <laughs> like it can be very hard. I mean, you can it's fun. <laughs> you can see how terrible <laughs> we are at it. Uh, but it's fun. Yeah. Let's do one. That only took us like Two minutes. Let's do. Let's do one more. Just we had to get the, the the juices flowing, brain juices moving. Let's do. Let's do one more. That's kind of. I think we can do one more. We can do this. I think we can do this one in four. Four. You're shooting for four. four? Rounds. Yep. Okay. All right. Ready. Yep. Three, two, one. Yeti. Beach. Oh. Yeti and beach. Okay. I think I might know where to go with this one. Yeti and beach. All right. Hmm. Ready. Yes. All right. Three, two, one. Coast. Orange County. Uh, I was I was gonna say Orange County too. Because uh, I was like, you're not gonna say Orange County. That's, that's that doesn't make any sense. Why would they? <sighs> okay. All right. So Beach, Beach Orange, Orange County. County. Hmm. Okay. All right. Hmm. I'm gonna try one here. All right, we got two more. He said we're gonna do it in four. <laughs> yep. All right, I, I think got an idea. All right, three, two, one. Slickenier. No. <laughs> what? 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 Do because he's the GM of OCO now. What's that have to do with the beaches, though? He played in Sarasota for a long time. Okay, well, like there's beaches in Sarasota. It's a swamp. Uh, it's garbage right. beaches. Slate and. Buccaneer. Or Slayton Buccaneer. Oh, God. Uh. Okay. I mean, all right. I can think of a number to go with this one. <laughs> Let's see if we can do it. Slate and Buccaneer. My God. Okay. Uh, all, right. all right. I don't know. All right. Three, two, one. Bondi DSFL. No! <laughs> he has nothing to do with Bondi Beach. Oh, but I'm with the Buccaneers. <laughs> I went backwards. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't even do it. Uh, Diazabelle and Bondi Beach. 
<laughs> We're doing so bad at this one. We can't. And we can't repeat. Can we repeat ones we've what? used? I mean, we would both go back in ears. Obviously. Yeah, that's kind of kind of cheating. Um, All right, let's get one more shot. If we can't get the same one, then All right. I'm calling it. Okay. Bondi and DSFL. Bondi and DSFL. Okay. Oh man. Oh oh. <clears throat> I've got. I've, I've got. I've got it. I, I'll I'll try here. I don't I don't think I'm gonna have it. All right, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Australia. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, Australia. He's from, he's from Australia, right? Yeah, perfect. There we yeah, go. It, good it counts. It counts. <laughs> well, hang on. Maybe we can do it. NTG and Australia. Okay. This I, I think. Think I think we can do this one. Okay. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Baltimore. No, I was thinking darkness. <laughs> okay, we're good. We're done. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> it's a fun game. It's hard. It's really hard to do when you're trying to keep it league specific. Yeah, but I think that was fun. Maybe next time, if we ever do it again, we'll just do just do a whatever. Oh I man, you went. <sighs> Baltimore sorry. has nothing to do with Australia. I'm sorry. You just you focus on one. You gotta. I'm I'm playing here. I'm playing by the rules. Cody's I'm, out here. I'm just for my fucking life out here. <laughs> <laughs> so normally after that, when we do it, we do a little segment it's called what can't you shut up about where we talk about something in our lives. We're either watching, playing, reading, doing whatever. Uh, we'll skip that this time. Cause we've gone very, very long on this one. Like you said, we're just coming back trying to get our grip on things again. Um, we'll do where we pick uh, a game of the week upcoming for this next uh Slate of games. Uh, what's your game of the week for Isabel, DSFL, whatever? We're in the Isabel right now, so we'll probably stick with that, I imagine. Yep, my Isabel game of the week for the next calendar week is Arizona versus Orange County. Uh, that's on Monday. This is a week five game. And without getting too much into it, Orange County, we think are pretenders. We think Arizona's still contenders. So this will be kind of, I think, the game that really shows which one those teams are um if if orange county wins i might be ready to say i was wrong saying they're pretenders um i think it's a big test this game means a lot to both of i think if arizona goes to two and three they're not feeling great about their season necessarily um but yeah i think that's my game of the week. What do you what do you have going on? What's your game of the week? So mine's kind of similar. Um, I picked week six Yellowknife at Baltimore. These we were kind of you know we had Yellowknife as a contender, not feeling great about it, and then we had Baltimore as a pretender. There's a shot here that both these teams could be four and one going into this game, and you know if I think this is more on Baltimore side, kind of similar to you with OCO, where if if Baltimore can be four and one and beat Yellowknife here, then they're a legit contender. Um, and and vice versa. It, could, it could mean, I know it's only week five, a lot of season to go, but that one could really mean a lot. Could have could have playoff implications when you're looking at tiebreakers. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that that's a good that's a good choice too. Yeah, I think that's a that's gonna that's a big early game for both of these teams. It could really set up the rest of their season. So yeah, I mean that's you know it's good. It's good to be back. How do you feel? <laughs> feel good. I mean, I I feel bad that we went a little long here, but you know, for the first time back, 
Not took bad. a little bit to get in the flow, but yeah. I'm excited to hopefully start doing these a little more frequently. Yeah, I try to do them every so often. And feel free to anyone to comment, ask questions, contribute. Um, if you kind of get back to this more normal, we'll probably have some guests back on here. Kind of mixed up because you don't want to just listen to us ramble on for an hour all the time. I know I don't. I, I definitely don't. And you know why? Because we can't shut up, we won't shut up, and we probably should shut up. We'll see you next time. One, two, three, four.